0: Welcome to Be Happy, a podcast discussing all things related to hepatitis B by the Hepatitis B Foundation. It's your host, Evangeline and Bright. And today we have a special episode for you guys. Ed Tate, Director of Communications at the Hepatitis B Foundation, interviewed Dr. Gehring and Dr. Andrasani at HBV meeting in Toronto this year. Here are their conversations.
1: This is day three of the 2021 International HBV Meeting and I have the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Adam Gehring. He's biology lead and scientist at the Toronto Center for Liver Disease at the Toronto General Hospital and Research Institute and co-organizer of this year's meeting. Um, Thank you for making the time to talk, Adam. How how do you think the meeting has been going?
2: You know, I... I I think we were all super nervous of how this was actually going to go with the time leading up to it, but I I really can't have been, I can't be happier with how it actually turned out. New Frontiers, having the hybrid meeting, we had great engagement from our community, and it went as well as I could have hoped.
1: Good. Were there any surprises in terms of what people had to say and the questions, the conversations that you've had? I know sometimes informal conversations can be just as valuable as formal presentations.
2: I would say one of the one of the most it wasn't necessarily around the conversations, but it was really the the dedication of the community for this meeting because having a hybrid meeting meant that a lot of our presenters were across the world, across the globe, even even into Australia. And the fact that the whole community had their talks uploaded on time and then they were there on time, It didn't matter what time of night it was there to answer questions on the live virtual hybrid format was amazing. And so, you know, the fact that we could pull that off and their our, our our community is so engaged that they're willing to do that. And enthusiastic was really uplifting and it was a very positive experience. Yeah,
1: that's that's very impressive. And there was close to 200 people here and at some at some point in the range of 400 people online. That's a lot. of.
2: Yeah, I think our total um, on our total registrations for this was 562. Uh, so, nice. yeah. We had really great turnout, and, and I think 400, and, yeah, it was actually about 440 were, were virtual, and we had about 100, and actually it was more about like 120 to 125 on site.
1: So, That's great. Yeah. That's great. For the broad general HBV community, the non-science community, what should they know about this meeting? What's, what's the value of this meeting for, for those particularly people living with hepatitis B?
2: One of the things that really struck me is that, you know, even through the pandemic, we didn't have the meeting last year, and many of us got sidetracked with COVID projects to support the effort during the pandemic, that you know, the research continued. We saw a lot of new science here. We're making real advances on, I think there was a great talks on new technologies that people are using to understand how the virus is infecting the liver, how the immune response is responding in the liver, both in, in different model systems and in, in patients. And so, you know, just the fact that you know the the, the field itself was able to move forward under very difficult conditions, conditions over the past, a few years I think is is one of the great things, and you could see new preclinical therapeutic developments which are really relevant to the community of patients that we have that are living with chronic infection, and so seeing those new targets come up and progress is exciting as well
1: good here's a question out of left field I hadn't thought about until this moment, but you as someone who works professionally in Toronto, what's the significance of the meeting here, and what's the hepatitis B environment in ca- in Canada.
2: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's one of the reasons it's important to have it here um, is that we, Toronto itself, and I would say Canada in large, is, is, has a lot of an immigrant population. It welcomes a lot of uh, immigrants from uh, Asia and, and, and other parts of the world where hepatitis B is endemic. So as a result, we have a fairly large uh, patient population that comes to see us at our liver center and having an event like this where we can showcase the research locally as well as in the HPV forum or the ice HBV public forum that's happening tomorrow, local advocacy groups, clinical investigators, clinicians that are there really trying to connect with the, the community that is that is uh, affected by hepatitis B. I think it, it, it's really You know, it was really received well by the clinical community, and and hopefully we'll have um, a great patient-oriented sessions tomorrow that'll highlight that.
1: Marvelous. I noticed a lot of young scientists here, and I know you have a number of young scientists working for you. It's encouraging to see that there's a a bunch of young people ready to pick up the work or doing the work. Yeah, I mean, it's always
2: fantastic to have the trainees here uh, because... You know, it's, it's, uh, you need them for new ideas, new perspectives, mm. and obviously to keep the momentum going in the field, uh, trying to get them interested. I mean, at the bi- basic biology of it, hepatitis B is a fascinating virus, how it infects the liver, how it survives, how it persists. And so, you know, from that per- perspective, it makes it very interesting for these young scientists to start investigating this in a very relevant way human disease that could ultimately help a lot of people if you identify something that's going to be a key player in the viral life cycle, for instance, that could be targeted with therapy.
1: That's marvelous. That's mar- Is there anything that I haven't asked you about or that comes to mind that you'd want to mention?
2: Nothing in particular. I'm just so happy that we're back to have this meeting, to be honest, and and to see, see like I said in the very first questions, to see the engagement, the ongoing engagement of the community and just the support from everybody here. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to, to many more of these to come and hopefully continue to make advancements for treatments and, and cures for, for, the, for the patient population that we're trying
1: to serve. Good, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that. This is my first meeting and I've heard a lot of people talk about how strong a group this is and it's exciting to get back together and keep this meeting going. Yes, very much. So thank you for coming. Thanks for your time. All right.
0: Now here's Ed Tate's conversation with Dr. Andrasani.
1: Good morning, it's September 29, this is Ed Tate. I'm at the International HBV meeting, and I have the pleasure of speaking with uh, one of the two organizers for this year. Is that the right term, organizer, Uh, chair, co 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 organizer Wonderful. Oriana Andrasani is a professor at Purdue University, a distinguished professor, program co-leader at the Purdue Center for Cancer Research. Thank you for taking time to talk to us. So tell me if you would about here at this meeting, what you have found to be the most stimulating or interesting or exciting?
0: What I found to be more stimulating is that uh, we brought together the HPV community again. Uh, The disruption uh, by the pandemic uh, was a big issue. We had a lot of challenges and we found a way to unite and bring together all the scientists of the Uh, HPV community. The ones who are here in person and the ones that are far away from here, more than 400 people have uh, participated in this conference. Uh, So this is exciting because it is important that we continue our work, uh, that we are deliberate despite any difficulties that we encounter because we don't know what we're going to encounter in the future and i attribute all of the, the success success of the meeting to the new technologies that we have available and this is the remote connection with uh, the people from throughout the world and actually this is the what i would like to emphasize the importance of developing and um, uh, developing new technologies that we bring into our uh, work and into our life,
1: because the collaboration people around the world is is critical to what you do. And, and I've noticed um, in, in the past couple of days, it seems like people are are engaged, asking questions from distant places, uh, facilitated by the technology.
0: Yes, and. Uh, it is the technology makes it possible and what the most exciting discoveries happen at the interface of different disciplines so it is so important to bring people together and uh, so somebody may say oh you have been studying HPV for more than 50 years you haven't found a cure yet well we have we have there are a lot of new discoveries, new drugs, and I'm sure you have heard of all the exciting results from Dr. Stefan uh, uh, Orban uh, and his new drug and the new company. Uh, So all of these things happen in uh, progression and happen at the interface of disciplines. So everything takes time.
1: It's an interesting point you raise. Uh, I I noticed, you know, the the title of this meeting um, is that this is uh, a meeting about the biology of the hepatitis B and D viruses. Yet um, a lot of the people here are not biologists. They're chemists in other disciplines.
0: I am a molecular biologist. And I bring my expertise as a molecular biologist to understand how the cell responds to the virus uh, to result in the development of liver cancer. So, and uh, we heard a lot uh, of, uh, we have now uh, computational biologists. We have bioinformaticians, for example, uh, the uh, NCI uh, scientist, Dr. Wang, he has been studying liver cancer with the tool of computational biology. So it is really wonderful to have different experts, different knowledge that focuses on a specific problem.
1: That's interesting. And I I wanted to ask you, um, to the broad HPV community, uh, what would you say uh, is the takeaway from this meeting? Uh, Should people... uh, feel encouraged by the fact that this uh, this many scientists, hundreds of scientists, are getting together, and, and um, are you hearing a lot of progress from people?
0: Oh, absolutely. So when, uh, if one thinks about nature, or a virus, or a cell, it is a very complicated entity. And we can, uh, when we want to understand how it works, we do it in small steps. We start with the simplest questions, but the more we understand, and the, with the newer technology that we bring in, our knowledge becomes very uh, well defined and very precise and very intimate. And that is when we can design effective treatments and effective drugs, instead of the um, the like the chemotherapy in the past was so. Um, so um, destructive to the body. Now we are talking about targeted therapies, why? Because we understand the intricacies of the system. So a lot of exciting uh, new science has come up uh, because people are using new technologies. And actually one of our sessions was on new technologies, how we can make liver in a dish. Imagine if we can reproduce all the components of the human liver, the significance of that in the treatment of different types of liver diseases, or, or uh, sequencing the information of every cell in the liver, every cell, and how the cells change as a function of the disease, as a function of treatment. So all of these are new technologies that are now brought into the field, and the science is influenced. The discoveries, the results are very refined.
1: That's exciting, and I hadn't really thought about that point. but that That is very exciting, and I also noticed there's a lot of young people here, uh, which I think is, is exciting as well. And I know the program, the the, the meeting organizers support... Uh, young people who wish to attend the meeting?
0: Well, uh, so these are my uh, closing thoughts, in a sense, that science is so exciting. Science is about finding the how nature works, the truth. And it is important that we are deliberate, that we invest in science, that we uh, continue to invest in the education of young people because they will be the ones to move the field ahead. And we need to be prepared because when we need a treatment, we can't say, oh, now we're going to solve this problem. Uh, And we have a very good example of what happened with a vaccine for the Mm SARS-CoV-2. Uh, Why did it become available so quickly? Because the science was already there. It had been done. So, very important uh, message is that we need to invest in science, to invest in education, to invest in young people, and to be deliberate. And science with excellence, not just science. That's marvelous.
1: That's marvelous. Thank you, Dr. Andrasani. It was a pleasure to speak with you.
0: Thank you all for listening. Hope this was helpful for a background on the HBV meeting in Toronto. Stay tuned for our next episode. And as usual, you can direct any questions to info at hepb.org. You can support our programs at the Hepatitis B Foundation by going to www.hepb.org slash donate or click on the link in this page. We greatly appreciate all your support and thank you so much for listening. We'll see you in the next
1: episode.